A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the Redmen TV. Liverpool are taking on Arsenal. We are in the studio. Chris Page joins me, John Machen joins me, and Steve Hoare as well. This is the dream team? With, with great offence to everyone Three else off. who's not here. Three off, yeah. Tom, there. It's as if. <laughs> <laughs> with the greatest of disrespect to Tom. No. Although he is a very good number two, I'm just saying. Um... I guess. <laughs> okay. On the subject of which, big shoes, big Tom shaped shoes to fill. Um, excited for this one? Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> of course I am, man. Yeah. I want to test ourselves. I want to see how good we are. I want to see how good Arsenal are. That's, that's what it's about, isn't it? These games, this is why we get look forward to them because Arsenal have been playing incredibly well. And I want to know whether they're just the same as they've always been or they're better. Mm. Like we did, we found that out with Chelsea. We found out Chelsea were better than I thought they were. Yeah. I think Liverpool are better than Arsenal. I want them to go out there and prove it. I think this, I am, this is the game I'm most excited for this season so far. That I, like, I wasn't excited about Man City because so much rests on that game. And Chelsea, mm, I don't know, I don't, I don't enjoy games against Chelsea. Arsenal games I do enjoy because, okay, we haven't got a great record of, of winning at the Emirates, but we do, they do produce some pretty good games. Well, I mean, the, the way they've been playing, which is f pretty free-flowing and, and scoring goals, on paper it looks like it's going to be a terrific game. I, I, I think in reality it's probably not. Yeah. I think um, Jürgen this season is not so stupid to go gung-ho. You know, unless he goes at them in the first half when they're usually rubbish, mm. um, then I, I suspect he'll just make sure that we don't get beat. Do we, Steve, do you think this game, we've, we were happy with the points? Uh, Stamford Bridge in any in any world you'd be happy with a point at the, at the Etihad I guess we'll know when we see what Arsenal look like but would this follow that you know if you get a, a point against your top six rivals away from home is, is a good point or are you looking at this thinking this is one of the ones where you've got to go and get three points that's tough isn't it um, I think a point is a good result but I wouldn't take a point if you're offering me it now I would have taken the point against Chelsea, mm -hmm. I probably would have taken a point against Spurs as well, actually, yeah. but because uh, I wasn't sure how good they were. Well, it's, Spurs but, is a good example of this, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? I, but I think I think we are better. I wasn't sure if we were better than those two teams. I'm pretty sure we're better than Arsenal. So if it ends up that we get a point, it isn't the end of the world. It's probably a good result. But having said that, like, if you're offering me it now, I wouldn't take it because I think we can definitely go and beat them. I think the, the problem is we don't actually know how good Arsenal are. Yeah. You know, they, they they didn't look great in the first two games because their defence looked terrible. But it's the first two games. But it's the first two games. It's probably the two best teams, yeah. the two best teams they've faced this season. Yeah. 
um, and and they've blown away other people. But you know they they've not played teams who would would really challenge them. So I, I, we don't know whether we're going to take them to the cleaners or whether they're going to give us a really good game. I think that's a good point in that if you were to follow just the base, if you just analysed results and who the results have come against, because you would look at it and go, well, yeah, Arsenal are no good against the big teams, but that, that's a massive caveat. You know, with the first two games, it was the first two games of them uh, changing the style of play and, 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 and exactly said there, the two other unbeaten teams in the Premier League, two brilliant sides they come up against. Um it's hard to predict what we're going to get. It is, but we're certainly, I think, on a level at least with Chelsea and Manchester City and they beat Arsenal. Now, I realise that it's the first two games of the season and you know they've obviously looked a little bit better, but the weaknesses and the frailties are still there for all to see. I think even if you were to speak to an Arsenal fan, they'd say defensively they've not been great. Attacking-wise, they've looked fantastic. I said to you yesterday, Paul, that's same old Arsenal for me. Mm. You know, they beat the teams who were lower down in the league than them and they struggle against the teams well, the, above them. Let's find out if they are same old Arsenal or they're I've, better. I've seen a few of their games. I mean, the, the game that surprised me most was the game against Chelsea because having been beaten by City, I, I thought, you know, Arsenal were really going to be rubbish this season. Mm -hmm. And yet they really, really gave Chelsea a game. Yeah. I mean, they, they should could possibly have won it because going forward they, they were they were creating the chances. chances they were missing missed, them yeah. but they were creating them and then since then they've been taking the chances now is that because they're playing worse defences although to be honest I thought Chelsea's defence was rubbish that day and they've improved a lot since then well that's interesting because funnily I've just spoken to Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV and he's, he, he, the way he talks about Chelsea was he doesn't, he doesn't rate Chelsea because Chelsea just were not at it at all in that game. And you're dead right. Arsenal could have wiped the floor with Chelsea. They had more than enough opportunities to comfortably win that game. Now, the flip is true as well because Chelsea had more than enough chances to comfortably win it as well. But Do you remind me, Paul? Sorry, Arsenal remind me of 13, 14 Liverpool. Yes. They've got two top, top forwards like Lacazette and Aubameyang are up there with the best in Europe, I think. But their defence is horrendous. It's like awful. And I watched them against Palace the other day. And Palace scored two and they were two penalties, but they missed so many chances. You know, Palace carved them open time and time again. And by hook up, it, was, it wasn't like the goalie was pulling wild, he saved. He, was just, he just missed them. And Leicester were the same. Leicester, Leicester, Leicester first half, I agree. Yeah. Leicester had ample opportunity to score past them and just missed them. And we will get chances to score. It's just whether we can, and we've got the players to put them in the back of the net. That's the, if I was an Arsenal fan, I would be thinking. For us to win this game, it's going to have to be like a three-two. I don't think Arsenal can beat Liverpool one-nil. Mm. I think that I think Liverpool can beat Arsenal one-nil. Yeah. I don't think they can beat us. I'm interested to see how Liverpool set up against them. Whether we go to that like gag and press them and look to take advantage of the fact that they're still learning to pass out from the back, or whether we go to maybe more of a four-three-three formation and do what we did to Manchester City, where we just hit them on the break. Because both of those styles, to me, seem to suit Liverpool. Arsenal need to dominate the game, I think, to win. And they can do that at the Emirates. They've done that for years and years against some great sides. But can they do that to Liverpool sides? The I'm most, not so the sure. The most striking thing about Arsenal this season is the difference between the first halves and the second halves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone remarks about it. They're awful in the first half, and they could easily go go several goals down, but they haven't been. But that through through luck, Leicester could have been three 0 up. You know, and Palace could have scored goals in the first half. But it's a different side that comes out in the second half. It's a bit like that Seville game against us. Well, they've got that. And Emery yeah. played, well, you know, and we were, we were leading it half time. shouldn't be underestimated. So, I mean, the question is, will Klopp see that and think, let's go at him in the first half and try and get a, yeah. you know, a decent lead and then sit back on it? 
and stopped them playing in the second half. And we can do that now, can't we? That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. We haven't seen us particularly start quickly in, in many games this season. It is something that we look to sort of build up into the game. Back end of the first half, that we score a lot of goals back end of the first half and conversely, back end of the second half, we do feel the teams out and then look to. It'd be interesting to see if we went full throttle from the first minute. I just think, I think, I, I, I get the notion, I think we're trying to be a much more rounded side this season, but this feels like the perfect game to go for the throws because, I mean, this is this would have been slightly more the case, I think, in the early games of the season, for sure, and they are far more settled, and regardless of the quality of the opposition, that's fine, you've got to, you know, it's irrelevant, it, it's allowed them to get into their style of play, it's allowed them to get comfortable with how they play. Um, I think back to the early days of Brendan Rodgers and we played Arsenal very early under, under Rodgers and we were playing their style of football and they absolutely wiped the floor with us. It was like men against boys, it was like us doing a really crap Arsenal impression. Mm. They're doing an impression of us, City, etc, etc, you know, that passing out from the back style. I would want to test them and see how good they are in that and in some regards you know we're talking about you know granite shaka might be a bonus being at left back and i think that that sounds solid logic to me i actually don't mind if they've got a monreal or a or a bellerin in there because i'd rather them have defend had actual defenders in there if we're gonna press them high rather than them have to put midfielders on there because at least you're gonna get guys comfortable on the ball that might be a contributing factor but i would very much like <laughs> us to see to see us so you could because we make city look stupid when they play it out from the back because we put them right, we, you know whether we play counter attack or not. When they do that, we're right up in their faces. Look at the goals at the uh, at the Etihad, particularly in the champion in the Champions League, was just us basically making their defenders look stupid. We've done it against Spurs as well. So I am I am I really hope we do. You know, like those games where a goalkeeper's crap on crosses, mm. when you go and put loads of men on that goalkeeper and just start launching balls to the box. If they're a bit shaky from passing it off from the back, then. I hope Liverpool smell blood in the water. We are, we are managing games better now than yeah. we have been in the past. So if we get a couple of goals up, you know, we do have the team now that could just hold on to that in the second half if we need. You to. can't see this. It's the same from this position of days out. But what happened to us at the Emirates last season? I wouldn't bank on that happening to Liverpool again. If Liverpool get goal, it feels like now if Liverpool ever get a two-goal lead up against anyone, I would, you know, I would bank us to win that game. Nine times, ninety-nine times out of hundred at this point. Um, so it would be nice to see us go hard in the from the from the first half. Um, Chris touched upon it, Steve. Formation-wise, I'm now all totally bought into four-two-three-one. It's only taken like two and a half games, and um, I'm I'd be made up to see us play that going forward. There is still a notion that our best, our best team for our for our best occasion is a is a four-three-three. What, not, we'll come on to preferred eleven, but what do you think? How do you think Klopp will see this? I think we'll go four three three. I think he'll want Firmino as a proper striker in this game. I think he'll, for the reasons we just said, I think he'll want him doing the press and the buzzing around Mustafi, and I imagine it'll be holding as well. And people, the, the notion with Firmino is that he's a great presser, and he is. But a lot of his great pressing is actually going back towards his own goal. Yeah. He yeah. takes it off the players. He goes back and takes it, and then goes. And it's really hard for him to do that as a number ten. Whereas if he's, he's the number nine coming back in, and then he gets it, and then he can spring Mane and Salah, yeah. I think that's what we'll want. I think that's what the manager will want to do, and I think he'll want a bit of a bit more robust midfield. I think when you go four two three one, it you, you you've got the extra attacker, haven't you? So it's a Shakiri or a Lalana, and I think he'll be desperate for Milner to play. I think he, I, I, spoiler me eleven Milner's going to be in mine. 
And I think I don't think Milner can play in a four-two-three-one. Okay. So that's that's why I think he'll go four-two-three. I, I, I agree with you. Everything you've said there about Firmino and the way that he comes back to get the ball, and I think actually. I agree with you about the the Xhaka point as well. Xhaka facing forwards isn't very good with pressure from behind because he tends to do what Emre Chan did for us and he dawdles a little bit on the football. And then having someone like a Bobby Firmino to whip the ball off him then, sound. When Xhaka's maybe playing the left-back position, he can see the entire field, he can see what's coming at him. And I think he can, he's got a great range of passion, you know, he can kick the ball well. So that's probably something where, again, I agree with you, I'd rather see Xhaka in the middle and Firmino in that nine coming back to nick it off him. But that being said, I definitely feel like if we were to start 4-3-3 and we were to get a couple of goals up, I'd then move it to 4-2-3-1 because then we can control the ball better. Mm. You know, making those little triangles and able to keep the ball and just making sure that we just I'd, recycle I'd possession like over and over. I'd the other way around. I'd like yeah. to start with 4-3-2-1, try and you know, put pressure on them and score goals and then move to 4-3-3. Mm. For the quick transitions afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it, it, it <coughs> is. Just want to, I'll ask you a question on this. Let's say Liverpool go with four three three for this game. Yeah. What does what's our best midfield three at the moment? Let's say and let's say Henderson's fit as well for this. Just for the sake of absolutely no one knows, do they? <laughs> you know that's that's a fact because Fabinho's only had a couple of games, but we'll get better. You know we've got Cater. We've still not seen anything from Cater yet. Um, so he, he's not in the in the top three at the moment. Mm-hmm. No, you know. So it's a question of um, Henderson, Milner, Ginny as basically the, they're the top three, and Fabinho is and Shakiri are fighting their way into it. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'd quite like to see Shakiri. That's why I'd like to go four three two one. I'd like to see Shakiri on the pitch. Just a countdown or forty-three. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever number. Countdown to goals. <laughs> as long as Shakiri's on, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, as for the best midfield, I don't know. Take your pick. It is. So it is. It could, I think it probably still is. Well, I mean, you could make a case to see that it's Genie, Kater, Milner. You could make a case that it's Henderson, Genie, Milner. Uh, just based on two games of Fabinho now. Those are played in a two-man midfield, so you, I don't. I think it's tough to argue him in a three, but I still think I, I see no reason why he couldn't do the job in a three. I personally think right now, just from the little we've seen of him, I, I, if we, regardless of what shape our midfield is, I think Fabinho should be in it. It's really tough because on the newsroom last week, Chris asked me what do I think the best team is. I'm, I think I said, I'm going back now. I think I said Wijnaldum, Milner, Keita. If everyone's fit and firing, mm-hmm. I think that would be my preferred option. Since then, Fabinho, what a week it's been since then. Even, I'm just not like you said before. I'm, I don't know if Fabinho can play as a six yeah. because he, he hasn't done it. But I think if you can still get you, you can still be a three-man midfielder. You can still ask Milner and Wan Alden to be compact closer to him, so it can it can kind of transition into a two anyway. So I don't think it's that big a difference than, than what you can do. So I think it's what I said. It is still, but listen, you can't argue with Fabinho. You, Henderson. We'll pro- if Henderson's fit, I imagine he might play, mm-hmm. and I think the manager loves him, so he's clearly an option. So there's there's tons and tons of opportunity, which is which is a good thing, isn't it? I mean, we how often have we sat here and just named our team and our best team, yeah. and that isn't the case now. I think Unai Emery won't have a clue, and even when he sees the team sheet, he won't have a clue, yeah. because he'll look at that and go, is that is Salah up front? Is Firmino up front? Is that a two? Is that a three? And it won't be until kick off. That you know because and it might not even be till fifteen minutes. Yeah, into the game. I, I know, and we, it might not be the same forty-five minutes into the game. When you watch the the game against Cardiff the other day, it was it was different, wasn't it? it was at first they just looked like the four-three-three again, 
And actually, it wasn't Mo Salah, it was up front on his own. And that, that, took, that took us 10 minutes to get our heads around it. So, <laughs> as, as the opposition manager and the opposition players, they, that's something else they've got to think about, is that you see the 11 and you think, like, we'll see Arsenal's 11 and we'll know what's happening, who's playing where. They're not going to know that until 10 minutes into the game. Yeah, I, I'd like to see... If it were, if he went four three three, probably going against popular opinion. I wouldn't mind seeing Wijnaldum in the six. No, I agree. He's a guy that we know that can do it in these big games against big teams. And Fabinho, I think, has got a little bit more about him than people are probably giving him credit for. You know, he likes to play forward passes. We know that, but he will also drop that little bit deeper. So it's a, it's a bit it's just a fusion midfield somewhere between the two, isn't it? Wijnaldum gives the ball to Fabinho. Fabinho looks up and tries to hit Mo or Firmino coming back towards the ball I mean, maybe play through their midfield like that and then Fabinho has a propensity to go forwards anyway and look for these one-twos on the edge of the box so he's definitely more box-to-box than people are probably giving credit for. Fabinho in in the fullness of time is going to probably establish himself as a regular because of what you're saying, his ability to pass the ball, you know, the way you can move forward. Uh, he's got a little touch of class as well as the steel to yeah. him, which others don't necessarily have. Yeah. And because Milner's obviously getting older and older, you know, um, so I, I see Fabinho is going to be a real star, but I don't think he's there yet. So Van Alden was the six. I thought if you, if any of them were the six against Cardiff, it was Van Alden. Mm-hmm. He was the one who was hanging around the demo, and it was Fabinho. Like I say, it's Fabinho who was trying to get him, get involved in the attack. So. It's, again, it's re- it's really tough. It, I just don't know. He's in a great great uh, spell of form, isn't he, Wijnaldum? I, think so, I mean, I don't think you'd leave him out at the moment. No, he has, he has to play. I think well, that's the point. And Milner it? has to play, doesn't he? Well, that's Does the everyone thing. else Mil- think that? Milner's in tremendous, tremendous form as well. Genie's in tremendous form. But Fabinho now, two games, but that's, that's you know, he's been... Brilliant in those two games for me. Like, and I would lo- with loads more to come from it him depends, as well. I suppose it depends whether Jürgen thinks that, you know... He needs to have a long run now to establish himself in the yeah, side, or whether he's just one of his midfield, you know, options like option, yeah. yeah well, that, you know, that's shop that, and chain. I think I think he's the manager's been very much horses for courses yeah. this year, and he'll do that again. He won't pick his best team. He'll pick the best team to be the Arsenal. He won't be worrying about anything else. Now the players, if everyone's fit, which he should be after a week off, if everyone's fresh, he'll just, he won't go right. Here's my best team. He'll go. Here's my best team to, to beat these. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think he's probably going to go with a three. I think he'll want Firmino right up top. Okay, interesting. Um, we've touched on Fabinho there. Chris did a lot more Fabinho on the stats and tactics show this week. Here's a little look. Pass Sonar again. Uh, this is at Ben8T on Twitter. Now, what's really interesting here is that the pass distance, as we've mentioned, the longer passes are darker. So you can see Roberto uh, Mo Salah, sorry, here. That dark one is a longer distance pass. And the size of the bar and the bar length, so the bar length is frequency of pass. So what you'll see is Dejan Lovren plays more forward passes than a Virgil van Dijk. And that's quite surprising in this scenario. But you've got to, as always, temper that with what you've seen from the match. Now, the difference, I believe, between the two players, between Virgil and Dejan, is that when Dejan picks the ball up, he will pass the ball forwards. When Virgil picks the ball up, he'll go 10, 15 yards, and he might actually pass the left-back, and then he'll play a pass, or he might pass the centre midfielder, and then he'll play a pass, which is why you see more of a frequency left and right from Virgil. Certainly left, because you would almost think Alberto Moreno's average position, and we just go back to it, is up here. 
right? Now, that is a different angle to what's showing up on the pass sonar. They're more like it's it's closer to a, you know, a 90-degree pass to my left, isn't it, from Virgil? And that's because he's bringing the ball out. So, again, these pass sonars are absolutely brilliant, but you've got to marry that with what you've seen from the actual game itself. Whereas Dejan's the deeper defender, everybody's ahead of him. He's obviously going to pass the ball ahead more often than not. Then you've got someone like a Fabinho who is spreading the ball left, right, at all different angles, but the majority of them are going forwards. Gini Wijnaldum's most... Uh, the, the pass he made most frequently was a short pass, almost directly forwards. Then he was playing left and right. Adam Lallana spreading it round, picking up the ball in the half space, exactly the same as Sadio Mane. Roberto Firmino is the guy who's getting the ball and moving it on. Left, right, behind me, over my head, through people's legs while I'm sat on the floor with a back heel. And then Mo Salah's obviously further up. So yeah, the stats and tactics show is there on the redmentv.com. Uh, once a week, at, at least, Chris, deep dives into how Liverpool play. Absolutely, and you know I, I thoroughly enjoy doing these shows, and um, hopefully the viewers do as well. And, you know, the comments that I get back, the feedback's been brilliant. But the reason that I enjoy doing it is because I get to sort of try and, try and delve into Jürgen Klopp's mind a little bit. Now, I don't have the experience of someone like a Jürgen Klopp or anything, but you can certainly see patterns that are developing certainly over the last couple of games, especially with this four-two-three-one. So, not only did I, I analyze, I analyzed the stats, but I actually went back and 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 did sort of an introductory to the four-two-three-one formation because it's something that everybody spoke about when Jurgen came into the club. But it's been three years now, and we've only seen it in flashes. So I sort of went back, showed them the exactly how most teams play a four-two-three-one, and applied that learning later on in the video to how Liverpool did it. And all the feedback's been absolutely fantastic. People absolutely loving it. So if you fancy it and you're in into that type of stuff, then do go and check out the redmentv.com. Perfect. Um, right, gents, preferred 11th time. Um, there's a lot, there's actually a surprising amount of consensus, but with some interesting changes here. Um, Steve, I'll start with you. Um, you've gone with Joe Gomez back in at right back for this one, which means Dexy Lovren in, uh, at centre half. Fabinho Milner Genie is in midfield three. And then the front three, as we know and love it, with Firmino in the centre forward. Um, Chris, you've done the same with Gomez at right back. Um, Steve, what's a, is it just Arsenal a good team, put a more defensive back four in there? It's Pierre, purely Pierre Aubameyang's position is, yeah. is their left winger. I would just fancy Joe Gomez in this form to deal with that better than Trent Woodham. It's no slight on Trent, mm -hmm. but I just think that... Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Arsenal away, did that they'll play... Aubameyang will just drift over to that side around the back post and that's where he'll attack from and like I say, Gomez has been brilliant and he, he that that's the only reason really. I've got no massive issue with Lovren playing in this one, to be honest. And I just think it, this isn't a game where I would want Trent's skill set because I think as much as I'm a big fan of do what we do well, I think that he's the he's the main man and he's the threat over there. So if you can get Gomez to just get closer to him, be a bit more solid, then it allowed you to play a bit more freedom, so that's the only reason. Really. I mean, we talked about that Man the Man City game at Anfield, Chris, and you for one were saying we were a bit disappointed that we didn't go a bit a bit harder in that game. I mean, the fullback was a big part big part of that. The amount of time that we we engineered Gomez in a positive attacking position, where yes, look, Trent hasn't been. At, you know, Robertson's I think delivery's been better than Trent's mm-hmm. so far this season for sure, but Gomez is our. Right back, right back, and Trent is our attacking right back in the very basic sense. Well, yeah, I suppose I, I suppose you're right in the most basic senses. But Gomez, over the last couple of times that he's played there, has joined the attack much more. So I don't think we're limiting ourselves by playing Joe Gomez too much. Mm-hmm. I think there is going to be a slight drop off in the attacking sense, of course. But I set my team up slightly differently. I set it up as a four-two-three-one uh, rather than the four-three-three because I think. When you play that 4-3-3, you are relying on your fullbacks to attack a lot more, whereas you can play through the middle a little bit more when you play the 4-2-3-1. So I've paired Gomez with the two centre midfielders with the idea of we're going to play through the midfield mm-hmm. and not utilise the wing quite as much as the 4-3-3. But same as Steve, really, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is their main man. Get Joe Gomez in there. Degsy Lovren, get get three of your better defenders on there and try and deal with that and then try <coughs> use that as a launch pad to take the game to them. What if Aubameyang, I mean, there's a chance Aubameyang doesn't start this game. He has been used in rotation with Lacazette, particularly in the league. It could well be uh, Awobi, Mkhitaryan, Ozil behind Lacazette. Would that change your thinking if you knew that was how they were going to line up? Possibly, but then... Yeah, I go, I go to it at the back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there you go, lads, go and score gonna... loads of goals. I just play Virgil on his own against those. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't think so, just for the same reason. They're, they're going to counter attack us as well, as much as they all want the ball. They want to counter us and we want to counter them. It's going to be weird. I think it doesn't. It isn't the worst thing if when Robertson goes, that Gomez stays. And it, it almost becomes a de facto three. Kind of what City did to us. Every time they, you know, on, on the left it was Mendy was getting forward. Kyle yeah, Walker, we, we hardly seen any of them go yeah. as an attacking threat, did we? He just hovered around, and I think that would make sense against these because they are vulnerable at the back. They are. They're not going to try and win us, beat us one 0 Like I keep saying, they're going to have to go at us. If we can just deal with that and then. Get, get our attackers against their shoddy defence, then I think that gives us a big, bigger chance to win. Uh, Dad, you've gone for exactly the same team as me. Alisson, Trent, Gomez, Van Dijk, Robertson. The 4-2-3-1, Fabinho, Gini is the two-man midfield. And then Shaqiri, Firmino, Mane behind Mo Salah. You're braver than me. I, think, I yeah. think that looking at their form this season, they're terrible in first half. Every yeah. single yeah. game they've looked terrible. 
and I think we need to go at them in the first half and attack them and get to you know, try and get goals. Well, yeah. He could he even do the Southampton thing where he hooked Shakiri half time, didn't he? Exactly. Got three goals and took him off. Yeah, and well, exactly. Yeah. And I would certainly consider doing something like yeah. that. And I'd, I, my my view is that the, the partnership of Gomez and uh, Van Dijk is so good, but still developing. Uh, I'd like to see more and more of it, and you know, Lacazette for me is just as dangerous as Aubameyang. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it depends on the, the manager's thinking on Lover, and I think to some to some extent, maybe Trent. Look, Trent is caught up in a, in some something of a mini scandal at the moment, isn't he? So we don't know what is where his head lies. But the Lover, it makes sense when you're coming up against who they're going to have big Bailey guys, and you're going to have a big aerial battle and what have you. Although that be that he does like Lovren, he does like Lovren for big games, doesn't he? I agree. I just. Gomez and Van Dijk are so good that I just this is a great for me this is a great test for them as a partnership Lover, I'm not learning Lover anything new about Lovren and Van Dijk like. but they've been good as well yeah. City didn't score obviously they've been, no but they have they have Steve but Gomez has been feel, better look regardless and I'm not, I'm not going to this is not going to be an impassioned criticism of Dejan Lovren by any stretch I think he's, I think he's a very good centre half I still I, look, I still harbour those fears that he's got that yeah. that moment, that moment in him, a moment where he'll just give a pair away when he's, I just he's just think if you look at, if you look at yeah. the team in a year's time, who do you want as your centre back? Yes. So you know what? Why chop and change? Yeah. You know? And I think this will tell a lot. This will tell a lot for me. And for me, I think you know last week. Do I feel we'll go four two three one? I I just feel like we're moving more and more towards that. I think I just don't think Arsenal are that necessarily that super elite team that would require us to make a major change for them might be you know it might well be and the manager has been has been far more pragmatic in the big games these so is the argument that Lovren's first choice maybe because as soon as he's fit he's played yeah City at home you don't you don't mess around for City at home you play your best what you think's your best and you put him in kept him in for Huddersfield he played them again against Cardiff it might just be that we, we all, I, pref, I agree, I prefer Gomez and Van Dijk as a long-term partnership in every game. The manager might just think they're Lovren and we got Joe Gomez is first choice right back. Yeah. We, it's, the more you look at it, the more that I, I think that's what the manager thinks because the evidence is there to show it. <laughs> and also it's worth considering this is a, is a two-game spell with Red Star as well, which is a big one to go, you know, going away from over Europe and knowing that getting three points there puts the group very well in your in your hands as well. And what he wants to do in that regard is 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 Trent important going away from home, or do we see that as being a game where we're going to go away and do a classic European away performance? None of us has the answers to these questions, unfortunately. But I agree with the point, the Southampton point. At, I, I don't see any reason why you don't start four two three one. You look to get the game, get get a couple of goals up, and then you bring off Shakiri for Milner, and then you're back in four three three. The Shakiri, no, the, the no issue. The, the argument for Shakiri is how well he's linked with Salah, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, as good as he's been as a player, he's been really good. Him and Salah have connected really well. Yeah. And listen, anything if you can facilitate your best player with someone else, that's a huge reason to win. I wouldn't be at all annoyed if Shakiri played. I'd be a bit surprised, mm-hmm. but. He deserves his place. Yeah. No one can I'd, argue. I'd like to see him. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it makes sense to put him in if you if he's going to go this, the all out attack and play. And listen, those slide passes through to Mane and Salah, there will be space for them to be played because again, Arsenal defence is terrible. So that that's the argument for him. And I, again, it'd be it'd be a big call I think to play him, but I, I don't think it'd be an. So you look at it one. though, and, and you think to yourself, well, listen, we know that Klopp likes to play players who've played well. So for me, that's why I put Fabinho and Wijnaldum in there in the 4-2-3-1. I think they've been outstanding. We've scored eight goals in the two games and conceded one. 
you know what I mean? And then Shaqiri comes on with 20 minutes to go and we get two goals in that 20-minute spell against Cardiff or whatever. So did he do more than Alana in his 70? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So therefore, Shaqiri comes into the side and we see. It, it, that, it, well, it's true, isn't it? And that, that, it's the tough thinking is, if it was a question of, based on what we've seen, the logic is, is it Shaqiri or Lallana? Whereas not one of us thinks for a single second is going to be involved in this game. The question is more... I think if we play four two three one, I think Shakiri starts. I think if we and if we play four three three, he won't. He'll be, he'll be on the bench. I think That's the way that if, Mil, if Milner starts, it's four three three. If Milner doesn't start, it's four two three one. And it might just come down to that. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting one. And look, not to be sniffed at having good options on the bench because it's all well and good. Then Arsenal come better in the second half and the great scoring late goals, etc., etc. But you know, we've got fresh options there, fresh good options in Sturridge and Shakiri. It makes that gives them pause for thought, mm-hmm. and it gives them something. It's all well and good blowing Fulham out, and it's all well and good doing it against the lesser lights of Europe. But Liverpool have got the ability now to maintain a level of quality for for ninety minutes. So no, well, we've, got, uh, we've, got, we've have people on the bench who can change the game if yeah. it's going badly, but we now have people on the bench who can keep the game the same. Yeah, you know, storage will be a good sub in this and, and shut it down. Storage will be a good sub in either scenario. I think he's really good. Obviously, chasing a goal, we saw the Chelsea game. I think he's got a protecting lead as well, Sturridge. Yeah, I think slows he, the game down. He, 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 everything's cool, and he just—he's got that thing where he gets fouled, and he just—he does, he, he does the Diddy Hamam flop, <laughs> and, and just gets the free kick, and he's—he's he's, he's really clever. So I think that he, he'll probably—we'll see him at some stage. He, he won't start, I wouldn't think, but I think we'll definitely see him on yeah. in, in either situation. We Chris and I touched on this briefly on this week's podcast. Is that I think the ideal world for Liverpool is. Do what we did against them at Anfield last season, just where them. When we got we got up early and then we just counterattacked them, yeah. and, and that that is I, that is Liverpool's Jurgen Klopp at its best. Now I don't know whether that's still Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool anymore because we we, are, we have seen a shift this season, haven't we? But I still love that. Because I love that notion of set up for that, aren't they? The way that they assuming they they have the same kind of game, yeah. poor in the first, good in the second. It's absolutely perfect for that. Yeah, Even we, last year's game there. Uh, we drew, but we did blitz them for the first. It, that was just terrible defending. Yeah, I, I would like to think that if we got if we done that again, I don't think we would defend n- nearly as exactly. badly. I think we've got a better goalie, we've got a better everything. So, there, by all means, we could. Eat. I wouldn't be. Would you be shocked if Liverpool three 0 at half time? I don't think. No, I would. But be pause for concern. No, I think you know we, we've talked about. All of us have talked about. We think Liverpool will win this game of football and stuff, but. And we all probably want to start fast against this Arsenal side because of their record so far in the first halves. If you're 15, 20 minutes into the game and it's still nil-nil, I think then you might have to go pragmatic because if they, if you know they're coming on to you at the end and you're busting along to try and get a goal in the first half, you don't want to leave yourself with nothing in the tank when they're coming into the game. Oh, God, absolutely. And I, think, look, I don't think it's possible to do it for more than 15 minutes at a time anyway. You'd always see the halves broken into thirds pretty much anyway, don't you? So, yeah, you go early, you see how that's... That, or to be fair, you don't... I don't necessarily think it needs to be that. Take 15... Take 15 to work Arsenal out. It's what we've been doing best. Get our foot on, get our foot on the ball, see how the game progressing. It's that middle section of the first half where you look to where, where we always seem to come good as well around the 15, 20 minute mark. Get a goal around then. And then if you've got it in you to get if you can get it, if you can score in the middle of the half and then score right at the end of the half, that game's that game could, as far as I'm concerned, I'd trust us to have that game done because great Arsenal Arsenal won it on the counter-attack. Well, you can hit us on the counter-attack, we're just gonna sit deep. For the second half and, and and have possession of the football, that's absolutely fine. I would trust us to again to hold on. Flip side is again, if I'm an Arsenal fan, I'd be thinking, well, a bit like we used to think in thirteen, fourteen, we can score past anyone. 
Yeah. And they'll be looking at us, and even our defensive record, you know, was it four goals we've conceded or whatever? They are still fancy themselves to get two or three past Liverpool because they back themselves. They've got two world class strikers. They've got yeah. if Mesut Ozil plays, he's a world class player when he turns up. So they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be shrinking violets, are they? Yeah. But what we that I think haven't been to that stadium a few times. If you get on top of them, it's a really bad place for the home side to play. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. If we can go up. It didn't can't, it didn't work out that way last time, but that was that was our own fault. Yeah. We were stupid. At two 0 that place was horrible. And I f- remember the year before, four one down, it was like they were baying for blood. And I think if you can do that again, although the vitriol won't be there because they've, they've managed to get rid of Wenger, I don't think that's an easy place for a home side to play when they're playing badly. You want to just you want to nullify what they do best, and they're, they're talking about Torreira and they love him now because he's got a little bit of bite in the midfield for the first time. They've been missing that for Yonks. But he's he's this big, you know. But that's what I mean. Like, for, there's a chance there. Fabinho walks into that game and just puts his hands on his palm, palms him on, on his head and just goes, "Go on, lad. What have you got?" I would like to see us us go up against ma- to match the stuff that they're really pleased with how it's going. And just do it better. And just be better. Just 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 be. Just Had be that knowledge of volume once. Yeah, well, that's a that's a. We should have done it to Chelsea. We should have done it to to Jorginho earlier. Boot him once, yeah. and then just see what happens. Yeah. That's what I would do. I know it's really people might not like that, or you know, it's a bit whatever. But so that's Fernandinho who just booted Genie one off the, the pitch. That it's just pragmatic. So just once and see how it goes. And it might be that he reacts well. It might be that he's got a little bite about him and he, and he gets himself sent off. Mm. Just I'd, I'd therefore just kick him at least once. Yeah. Oh, for be Fernandinho's the master of. Booting people and not getting yellow cards. Yeah. Mil- and Milner's quite good at that as he well. He smiles when he does it and he picks yeah. them up. That's yeah. it. Milner's quite good at it as well. Milner's quite good at giving someone a, a bit of a oh, kick. Oh, come on, ref, I iron me underpants. He goes, oh, <laughs> boy, <bother, yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I love both your Twitter accounts. <laughs> 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 on your way, son, on your way. Cheeky chop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just looking at some of the fixtures around the weekend then. Early kick-off on Saturday, Man United travel down to Bournemouth. That's a bastard of a... Have we got, have we got that similar... We've got that coming up, haven't we? Like a, a ridiculous Is it an early or a late one? We're the half-five kick-off. Uh, Wolves host Spurs at quarter to eight on a Saturday night, which is a nice Yeah, Spurs, it's because they had to... Is that the Monday, Wednesday? Wednesday? Yeah, Spurs had to... Obviously, the Monday game getting moved to Monday... But then that game had been chosen for telly, so they've stuck it on a bit later than that. Um, Sunday, City host Southampton, Chelsea host Crystal Palace. This is, doesn't feel like the week where our rivals are going to drop points. Um, I don't know, you know, I think Man United. Are they a rival? No, no. Okay, then don't. I mean, I've got it down here as rival fixture, so to be fair, uh, only historically, Steve. But yeah, they'll. I would, that's, yeah, that's a tough game. You wouldn't, bat, you, know, you wouldn't bet against Bournemouth getting Sutton. Wolves obviously give a bloody nose to Man City early on in the season. Um, City will snot Southampton, Chelsea will be Palace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all of the all of the above. But you know what, we live in hope. Um, but again, if we are able to get a victory on the Saturday night, that's them on Sunday going, oh, for fuck's sakes. Yeah, that, like like what we did on Monday with yeah. City and Tottenham. You're looking at it going, please get a result. Oh, for fuck's sakes, are you yeah. kids and me like? Well, and, that, and that's that, what you can do. That, we've had all this conversation. It's not something we fact, not something we factored into how Liverpool approach this thing. And this might just be another one of those games where. The win is more important than the method in, oh, in yeah. which we win. We're all about like going blitz Arsenal and do this and that. It might be just something to us get one nil off the corner. Well, no, exactly. No, but that that's the thing. Stay, you know that's because Chris is dead right. Everyone, every time you come to a bank of fixtures, now we're looking at Chelsea and City going. Is there any chance they're going to drop points here? And we talked that on the podcast. 
it's it's so much brinksmanship at the moment. And look, I don't think City are totally concerned about it because they're just blitzing people, aren't they? And, and actually Chelsea are doing it pretty much the same as well. Um, but the will, that, that will add a pressure. All Liverpool have got the most important thing for Liverpool to do at this stage is not be the first team to get beat. Mm. Um, and just wait, just wait for someone else to do that, and then you can. What, you want, what we league. want is every time City win, they look and we're on the same point as them. And as well as you're playing, we we just want the team it doesn't go away. I, I, I don't ever see a, a scenario where we blow, like we get seven points out of Man City or something like mm-hmm. that. But I could, it, it, it's conceivable that we're level, and then they get a draw and then we get a win. You know, what I, mean? yeah. I think that something like that is is more than conceivable. We just want to. If I'm them, I'm thinking, for as good as we've been and we've been excellent because they have. Liverpool and Chelsea aren't going anywhere. By this time last year, they've pretty much won it. Yeah. So we just keep it going and going and going. And the the only slight factor of this we've got considered is obviously all of the teams. They all they've all got League Cup games in midweek now. Everyone will get to most teams will rotate, of course, in that. But it's still a factor. It's still a thing. That it still messes happen. the training methods up and all that, doesn't yeah, exactly, it? Liverpool you know. have a week to plan for Arsenal. Could you yeah. go to Blackpool? Yeah, you likes it there. Take Virgil with you and just say to them, "Here's like fifty grand. One year's just." I mean, as soon as Aubameyang comes legally, on, you knock him out. Legally, no. Ethically, no. Really? Should you? <laughs> yes. Whoever's, yeah. whoever's uh, Blackpool's left right back is just, just to boot him in the yeah, sky. Aubameyang will be watching the lights rather than anything else. Sat in a queue, not moving, no doubt. So yeah, I don't expect those midweek games to have a mega. But it's the thing, you know, you can't play, you can't make eleven changes in those games. Particularly, like, you know, Chelsea have got Derby at, uh, at home, haven't they? Obviously, Frank Lampard and all that. There's going to be one or two of the senior lads who are going to get in. And, get, and all it takes is a. Who did Derby put out someone. last round? United. United, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Harry Wilson. Give it the. Give it the five times beans. Um, it's not related to this any, anywhere, by the way. And it maybe it's something you might do on the Red News Roundup today, Steve. But Stephen Gerrard's press conference oh, with Jordan right. Rossiter made my. Life made no, just <laughs> made, it gave me a tingle that I haven't felt in a lot in a long time. It was very Kenny Daglish. It was very, very. It was, Kenny you can tell he's had, he's been around Kenny before. It was and the yeah. smile at the end. Even the, even the nodding. Shut you down there, yeah, yeah. That Try one. that again, yeah. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was very Kenny. That was the Gerard I've always wanted to see. Um, Having said I, that, my biggest takeaway was Jordan Ross has got hair, and yeah. he looks very much like Stephen Gerrard's son. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, do check out the Reds News Roundup show this week as well on the RedmenTV.com. Um, transfer stuff this week to talk about, Steve. I, I think so. Yeah. Oh, we'll, a bit of Iker Munayin. I'm still there not to say it. Ech, well, that's how you say it. There you go. Consider, Are you sure? consider it learned. Yeah. Oh, no, but, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Iker Munayin. Go. Yeah. There we go. Drop a like on the video, go to redmentv.com. Score predictions, it gives a fuck. Um, thanks, Tom. Um, <laughs> go on. 3 1 Liverpool. Dan? 2 0. 2 1. I'd say 2 0 uh, to Liverpool. Uh, or 3. Why not? Um, yeah, score predictions, preferred 11s, comments below. And I say head over to redmentv.com for the stats and tactics show, for the Reds News Roundup show, and for every single element and avenue of Liverpool Football Club covered by us in depth and detail. And we shall see you there. Ta-da. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.